0: Hey, 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 thanks again for pressing play. And welcome once again to another edition of the Sun's Jam Session podcast, the original post game podcast on Planet Orange, shooting the shit about the sun since 2019. I'm one of your hosts. My name is John Voida, managing editor, Bright Side of the Sun. And I'm not going to be joined by Matthew just yet. Matthew is actually covering the game. Uh, He's down at Footprint Center right now. He'll join us a little bit later after he's done interviewing some of the players uh, and just covering the overall four bright side of the sun. Instead, I'm welcoming the man who is no longer a free agent in the podcasting world, fallen founder, co-host of Sun's Planet Podcast. (laughs) Who am I? Why am I here? (laughs) (laughs) Because... You're podcasting royalty now. We can no longer, nobody can try to recruit you. The Sun's Planet successfully recruited you. For those of you who don't know, Sun's Planet podcast goes live every Saturday, 8 a.m. Arizona time on their YouTube channel. And then shortly thereafter, you're going to get that audio. Uh, how's it going? How, what's it like to, like to finally have a home, Jake? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I, I didn't know if they would accept my max contract terms. And then, of course, when I made them swallow the whole no trade contract in honor of Bradley Beal, I thought there's mm. definitely no way they were going to do it. But hey, desperate times call for desperate measures. And, uh, uh, you know, they they brought me back from Hong Kong. So I'm excited to have a team and uh, and – you know, go uh, go Suns Planet. But uh, I'm, I always like to think that there's going to be maybe a little home for me, uh, you know, an overnight stay on Suns Jam on occasion.
0: Yeah, we'd like to have you over. It's like a bed and breakfast. We invite you over. We we cook, you know, a nice little some eggs and your choice of breakfast meat, your choice of breakfast toast. Hash browns are mandatory. Uh, but then we send you back on your way back to your little Suns Planet so you can join both Sundress Dunks and Sir Hamo to talk everything Phoenix Suns on Saturday morning. So it's great to have you on the podcast. Podcast, We appreciate you stepping in. Uh, tell me a little bit about the Saints shirt that you're wearing today. Oh, well, you know, uh, you
1: know, I'm not Matthew Lissy. Uh, I actually like America's team. And that's the New Orleans Saints. It's not the Dallas Cowboys. I hate to tell you ever since uh, Katrina, we have been recognized officially as America's team. Uh, so, yeah, no, actually, I think that if anything, it says that I'm a glutton for punishment because of my two favorite professional sports franchises, the New Orleans Saints and the Phoenix Suns, we've won one championship (laughs) and the entire history of both franchises but i do have to tell you suns fans when you win that first one
0: tell me more it's it's an amazing feeling (laughs) i want to talk about a glutton for punishment i'm an arizona cardinals fan i've won zero championships my entire life in two of my three favorite sports and my third sport i'm a dodgers fan so life sucks right now uh, we do this every year. We peak in August. Everyone's like, "Ooh, this, the the Dodgers—they're they're playing great." I'm like, "Yeah, wait till October when they fall apart every fucking year." So, glutton for And then I'm a Notre Dame fan too, so I just you know I just I can really pick them, you know. So, at least you have a history though <laughs> with a couple I, of those franchises. Yeah, there's history like pre-fetus history with these. <laughs> you know, rumor has it back in the '40s Notre Dame was quite the quite the powerhouse. scene. you know, it's just I saw the movie Rudy. I did too. And apparently it's all fake. (laughs) I know it broke my heart (laughs) (laughs) and it's, and it's all pre my fetal time. So uh, that's just the way it goes, but you know what the Phoenix suns and what we have this season is definitely something special. And obviously we're here talking post-game podcast, playing those Denver nuggets, the team that eliminated us from the Western conference second round this last off season and now it's a preseason game, so it doesn't count, but it's okay. We're still here on the post-game pod to talk about everything that we saw on this game: the, the highs, the lows, what Frank Vogel's doing with this second team unit. Nikolai Jokic, how fat does he look? because uh, you got to remember this is their first game back, they being the Denver Nuggets. So we're gonna get into all of that. But first, a reminder to everybody who's watching along live or later, hit that thumbs up on the YouTube channel, hit subscribe. And make sure that you hit that bell notification, which notifies you when we go live, which is after every single motherfucking Phoenix Suns game. Shit. We were doing summer league post-game podcast. God help us all. Uh, Make sure if you're listening on Apple podcasts, you leave a five-star rating and then write a review. We'll read it right here on the podcast. And of course, if you're on Spotify or any other uh, podcasting platform that you give us a, a five-star review or don't, I don't give a shit. Uh, Jake, tell everyone where they can follow you and follow the podcast that you now call home. Well, you can follow
1: me at Fallen Founder, and you can also follow and find me on Saturday mornings uh, anywhere in the world. Sun's Planet Pod uh, with co-hosts from uh, California and Australia, and uh, who knows, we might even have some other people from some other countries stopping by soon. It's all in the works. We're trying to build a larger Phoenix Suns nation, a greater valley planet. I would say yeah, a whole. A, it could be a planet. You know the bright side
0: of the planet. Mm. You're stealing our name, and I kind of like it. It kind of no, works. but
1: our podcast is for sale for uh, Bright Side. If they're interested in buying,
0: <laughs> they got out of the podcast business. <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but SB Nation's like, yeah, podcasts aren't aren't profitable. So the twenty dollars they were giving me every every month uh, no longer exists. So oh well, that's why my podcast is sponsored by Fansided, which is Valley of the Suns. <laughs> Don't tell SB Nation that. Uh, so Jamsters, uh, do you guys have a nickname yet for everyone who listens to you guys? Like we're the Jamsters. You're the Planeteers. Planetariums. Planetarium. <laughs> leave me be. I was, sanitary, I was thinking yeah.
1: Planeteers, what, what is it like? Earth, wind, fire, heart! And it's always <laughs> it that one guy at the end, heart! heart. Like, that, that's not a thing. That's <laughs> not That's not like the others at all. That's not an
0: element, sir. Yeah. It's a Just feeling. Just like preseason
1: basketball is is not not like <laughs> It's not like the others.
0: Well, we're going to we're gonna talk about that. Pop them if you got are you drinking with me tonight. Oh, yeah. Good. I got a, a natural ice, as you can see right here. It looks like, oh, you got a natty ice, too. Why Don't you know? tell I, the audio listeners. Yes, Pop them if you got them, Suns fans. <sighs> Uh, let's talk about something that will never technically exist preseason basketball Matthew will be joining us momentarily from downtown Phoenix, where he is at the game covering uh, the Phoenix Suns versus the Denver Nuggets on behalf of Brightside. The Suns lose 115-107 to 107 to the Denver Nuggets, a repeat of last time we played them in Game 6. Denver walks out of here with a victory, although this one doesn't count. But it brings me to my first question, which technically is for Matthew, but since Jake is here, it's going to be for Jake. Oi, Matty! Mate! I've got to ask. Shout out to Boyd from the Aussies Suns, fan, Suns fans podcast for making us that little uh, little drop, if you will, at least the audio version of it. So the question I have for you, Jake, obviously, I I, a, a little bit of that disappointment, disappointment, if you will. Uh, the Phoenix Suns decide to start Saban Lee, Grayson Allen, Josh Akogi, Chimetsi Metu, and Yusuf Nurkic tonight, rather than giving us... Uh, you know the guys I like to call the Thrilling Three in Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. So when you when you hear that news, what are your thoughts in preseason game number two of the Thrilling Three not suiting up tonight?
1: Well, clearly Frank's thrown in the towel. I mean, if you're not even going to try anymore, I mean, what what's it all for? Uh, you know, jeez, are we out here to win titles? Or are we out here to win titles? Because it doesn't seem like it. And no, it's preseason. I'm, I'm shocked. I am shocked that Nuggets starters got a full run in the first half. I mean, what is happening here? Well, it's These their first are preseason game.
0: Re-
1: well, but they're not supposed to rest in the regular season anymore. Now's the time to rest <laughs> before yes. you actually have to play. Yeah, so I was a little
0: surprised. I, I, I was I wasn't surprised that the thrilling three didn't play. I mean, the way I look at it, you know, much akin to. What you said is it's now's the time to get some rest. In we we saw a good showing in the first preseason game, and it doesn't count until October twenty fourth, which is in two weeks. So personally, I think that Frank Vogel, the astute coach that he is, is going. You know what? I'm going to rest these guys because our next game is on Thursday, and it's in Portland, and we're going to fucking destroy DeAndre Ayton, and that's what he that's that's Vogel's game plan. He's playing fucking three D checkers he's not playing chess yet but it's like 3d checkers which i think checkers is always in 3d 4d checkers it's just confirmation of something we
1: all knew uh devin booker hates da i mean he said he shook his (laughs) hand before he left but it was really like i'm gonna see you real soon and uh no Uh, (laughs) yeah again i don't quite know why but let's be honest uh, i mean you know that first half score nuggets were up but the fact of the matter is we had our three best players not playing and their starters were getting a full run and they were having trouble running away with the game. It was an it was impressive for the Suns bench. It
0: was it was again I know that not a lot of people are going to look at preseason as and draw any permanent conclusions. Uh we'll speculate on some things. We'll see if any chemistry is is going to develop but even that has to be some Fool's gold because how often are you going to see a lineup that includes Saban Lee, Grayson Allen, Josh Shakogi, Chimetsi Metu, and Yusuf Nurkic during the regular season? Like, I guarantee you, if you were to run the minutes at the end of the season, and I might bookmark this, how many times we saw how many minutes we saw that specific lineup? Because you can look that kind of stuff up on the old NBA.com. I bet you it's zero minutes. So there's not a lot to really look for when you're looking for, for chemistry, but the things that you are looking for are just engagement, how the teams. Or how the players are moving on the court, there's 13 new players on this team. So while we've watched a lot of these players from afar and we've experienced them through the eyes of the opposition, now that they're on our team, we're looking for a lot more specific things. We're looking for physicality. We're looking for finesse. We're looking for how do they operate and where do they run to on the court on offense? How are they attacking defenses? Are they drop defenders or are they, are they jumping uh, uh, pick and roll are their hands up or their hands down you know if it, when you're watching your back team, up back up show me what you're gonna do now oh uh, oh uh, say what say what
1: hands up my hands no hands up and keep hands rolling
0: down. rolling 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 somebody
1: help me keep out here rolling, rolling, help me rolling, out chat
0: <laughs> well you do- <laughs> Little, that, that, uh, that took you a little chocolate, chocolate star chocolate starfish star <laughs> in the in the hot dog flavored water i believe that's there. You, okay see you got it on, yeah, man dude it just took a second dude, it's, I, that, I, it's that cold natty ice you got thrown back yeah know? it's 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 really just getting me lit you know i gotta have the faith, the faith. Rock faith. that's three dollar <laughs> bills y'all yeah i was a limp biscuiter back in the day okay just changing the can music you not game. tell i'm a f- <laughs> I'm, I'm 40 years old and i'm a white kid like Limp biscuit was oh, yeah. my shit. That, my it goal. was a breakthrough for you. Yeah. I was like, wow, what's this stuff? It's rather aggressive. What did they do to George Michael's song? I thought that was a beautiful song. <laughs> Ooh, I guess it would be nice <laughs> if Bobo could touch your body. <laughs>
1: Get, get out ball. of here snoop dog we got limp biscuit
0: <laughs> yeah dude i ain't got time for you and then slim shady came and you're like oh this is good music <laughs> we were hanging on to vanilla ice and limp way too long <laughs> well it was just it was at that time you know for you youngins you don't understand this but like pop music took over in the late 90s and just ruined music and all of a sudden you had like just this alternative stuff to it because pop was the alternative to like the grunge it was the, you know? And so it's like, you needed something and yeah, it was like Limp Biscuit and Eminem and, uh god what else uh
1: this really is true see this is what people tune into sun's jam for sun's content with just a twist
0: lemon twist they wanted to know what i thought of the deftones in 1999 and i thought incubus was amazing i mean holy shit incubus (laughs) too
1: was there not a college party that did not have incubus (laughs) yes
0: yes uh there was you know take a little acid and enjoy some incubus so anyways back on track here uh Let's talk about, um, I'll start with Yusuf Nurkic.
2: <laughs> <Nurk-licious> <laughs> definition, make them boys go crazy.
0: Oh. Of course, I start with uh, one that has like a super poppy, shitty song. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing that I admired about Nurkic, only played the first half. You know, we didn't get, we didn't get a ton of run out of Nurkic. Well, we shouldn't. Only played 16 minutes. Uh, ended with 10 points. He was only one of four from the field, but he got to the free throw line and was eight of eight from there had four rebounds, had a couple of assists, had a steal, but he also bodied up and backed down Nikola Jokic first possession down the game, bump, bump, go at him. Second possession that he had one-on-one against uh, Nikola Jokic bump flop by Jokic. He was trying to set him up. Now these are former teammates. You got to remember Yusuf Nurkic drafted by the Denver Nuggets played his rookie season his next year. They draft Nikola Jokic the next season. Nurkic is gone so they've definitely spent some time around each other obviously uh, quite some time ago but just just looking at Nurk seeing how his physicality translates to this team I hate to go there but like would DA ever back down Jokic (laughs) well no (laughs) Uh,
1: no I mean uh, NBA 2k DA would and, uh, and that's why I loved having him on the team because I was like, wait, if he can do that in the video games, for sure, if we can yes. do that in real life, uh, it would just make so much sense. Uh, but no, yeah. Th- and that's, that's of course, what's standing out already early in two preseason games is Nurkic. I mean, he's got the body type for it. He's a bigger guy than DA. I mean, he's, he's got him by what, uh, 30, 40 pounds. I mean, he can push people around. Now the problem is going to be a little bit of foul trouble. Uh, I, I think, uh, moving forward and we've seen that, uh, in the regular season when he actually plays a lot of games is that he can get into foul trouble, even in, you know, uh, some of the playoff games he's been in in the past too. But, you know, one thing's for sure. And this is something that we always hoped DA was going to do more is if somebody was going to run into the paint, hard fouls are allowed. If you're a big guy to kind of, you know, impress upon people that it's not going to be easy to try and get around defenders. Cause there's a good big man. That's going to be closing down on you or closing in on you as you come into the lane. So uh, it's exciting to see, uh, you know, Nurkic take on that role. It's something that we've wanted from DA for a while. I still believe DA is the greater potential player, and, mm-hmm. and I think he's got a lot more tools in the tool belt. Um, but Nurkic is doing the things that this team is going to need, and it looks like he's going to be doing them well.
0: Uh, yeah, very, very well said. And I completely agree with that. Talent wise, DA easily has him. But when you talk about the physicality, Versus the finesse. Nurkic is going to bring some physicality that's going to need from you're going to need from this team because Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Bill, those aren't physical players. Those are finesse scoring players. So you're going to need between Nurk and Akogi, you're going to need some physicality and some versatility on the interior. Uh, and I think that, you know, if you have Akogi at the point of attack guarding the opposing point guard or primary playmaker and Nurkic behind him uh, on the defensive end, that's going to set a precedent to, to some teams. And I also think that on the offensive end, if, if we have somebody who can, can do this, can, can, can body up somebody like a Jokic and, and, and put him in a situation where he could potentially get into foul trouble. I think that's valuable. That's one thing. Again, DA due to his finesse play around the basket, wasn't trying to go through people. He was trying to go around them. Hmm. And that was a frustration that we would have as Suns fans. It's like, dude, just fucking go over through
1: a, you know, and
0: dominate. No, let's that be guy. honest.
1: I mean, DA, he had a, a very silky smooth looking jumper, especially mm-hmm. at the end. uh, You know, a little early on in his career might have made us a little nervous when he'd shoot, but the 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 fadeaway jumpers from the low post was like, man, are, are you are you 190 pounds? Like, are are you like you're shooting are like you bold I bold? would shoot? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it was that bad. Like, it was just, and it would happen so to the point where other teams finally realized switch and put the smaller defender on da and and he would still okay yeah. i'm gonna get a jump shot and that was the time to drive draw that foul and and get the power shot in and
0: you know and you know, hopefully he figures it out for, but just don't figure it out when you're playing us yeah we'll we'll see on on thursday and then again on monday uh one thing that i did like is again due to that physicality it forced Nikolai Jokic to flop, and and this is a reminder to NBA fans this season that those flopping-type plays that Jokic did and does consistently will be called as technical fouls. Uh, The the new flopping penalty, you know, per NBA.com, the flopping penalty will be assessed by game officials when they perceive a physical act intended to cause a foul on another player. The offending player will be charged with a non-unsportsmanlike technical foul, which means it will not count towards an ejection and the opposing team will be awarded one free throw. I'm surprised they didn't call it there just to kind of test it out a little bit. It wouldn't have been really nice if they're like, that's a flop. Nurkic gets a free throw, uh, and that's another thing that you have to kind of be aware of. So it's, it's kind of a good year not to have CP3 on your team uh, because of the fact that they've instituted this. But going back to what you were talking about with the foul trouble that Nurkic will ultimately get into, you're 100% correct that he will provide more physical fouls, and that's a good thing for the Suns. But unfortunately what goes with that territory is somebody who is going to get called for the ticky tack fouls because he, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, he carries with him a reputation as somebody who is going to ultimately be foul, foul, happy. You know, if, if you're getting those fouls, those physical fouls, and we've seen this before where you have guys who just are, they're kind of known as, as foulers. And if you look last season, uh, Nurkic let's see scrolling scrolling control f n u r k oh not on there i'm trying to see how many fouls he, he he averaged last year as compared to the rest of the league uh it, i assume it was a lot but i can't find that number right now i i am ill prepared he fouls a lot right
1: he he, he does uh <laughs> i i wanted to say it was uh four a game uh roughly
0: well, last year, the leader who, who fouled had yeah. the most personal 3, fouls 3. per 6. game? Oh, that I don't know. It was Jaron Jackson, 3.6. So maybe Nurkic didn't okay. qualify due to games played. Okay. That's got to be it. But 3.6 yeah, is what led the. Yeah, you're right. You're, yeah, but 3, 52 3. games. 3.6
1: fouls in 26.8 minutes a game. A lot of
0: fouls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why people like Drew Eubanks are going to be vitally important to this team because, and, and I'm telling you right now, Suns fans, Remember this podcast. I'm going to tell you, we're going to be pissed because Nurkic is foul happy, and it's because of his reputation. He's going to have good fouls, but unfortunately, with some of those good fouls comes some bad fouls. Coat called with him. It's just the way it goes, my friend. It's just the way it goes. Josh Akogi.
2: Hey Joe. (laughs) Where you going with that?
0: So Josh Akogi gets the start again tonight. Uh, 24 total minutes played. He had 17 points. Three of six from beyond the arc, Jake, which I, I'm really excited about. Three assists, two seals, six rebounds, seven of 13 from the field. Josh Akogi, I think, is obviously, and, and tell me your perception, Frank Vogel's fallen in love with him a little bit. I think that you know ob- the Suns play a game on Valentine's Day this year, and I think that's when Frank Vogel's going to give his final rose out, and it's going to be to Josh Akogi. I think he loves
1: him. Oh, it, it, if he keeps up this play, then Frank's going to change his name from Josh Okogie to Josh. Oh, could you blow me? My <laughs> goodness, did he bring the effort tonight? A's all over the court, defense, rebounding, assist, hitting threes. Somebody's been in the gym putting some shots in the basket. Yes. this is exciting. I, I was—I'll be honest—I was a Utah guy for the fifth. Uh, the, you know, uh, we we've kind of had people say ADB Utah. Um, You know, I've even seen, seen some people say Allen or, or Gordon. I'm starting to think J.O. is like, hey, they're giving me the first crack at it and he's not going to let it go.
0: Yeah, I think you're 100 percent correct. And I was in the KBD camp just because I think from my perception, it's like, hey, KBD slots in at the four. KD slots in at the three. That way he doesn't have to take on more physical defenders uh, when he's playing defense. But a Kogi. What he does on both ends now, like you said, he's clearly been in the gym. He's been working on that three point stroke. He knows how valuable it is. He knows the opportunity that lies before him. Frank Vogel loves players like Akogi that are just hustle. You know, I mean, call me nonstop being his Twitter handle. He is nonstop. And he's shown now in the first two preseason games that he belongs with the starting unit. He's going to give that effort. It's duplicable what he did last, from last season carrying over to this season. I think it's absolutely fantastic.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's when, when we traded uh, Mikhail Bridges, there was a lot of concern that our perimeter lockdown defender was gone. And even with Josh Akogi in there, but uh, because of the open opening that that gave for other Suns players, Josh Akogi has really seized the opportunity. And I think he sees that now as, Hey, your job is to hit the open shot. You don't have to create anything else, but Hey, uh, you know, runaway dunks go get it uh wide open threes go get it and otherwise just harass and upset the yes. other team because we will make you proud knocking down a ton of shots on the other end so it's going to be great to kind of see him like we've seen uh you know glimpses of this type of play uh it kind of reminds me of like a javon carter um mm-hmm. a little bit uh because mikhail was great but he was kind of all around could could stay the whole game and uh, not the is like low stamina or anything but uh Carter, we would kind of deploy him in a hey. There's the point guard. Go make him bring the ball up the entire way and just frustrate him. I feel like that's what Okogie is going to be able to do. He's going to potentially get a lot of starter minutes, but then when it's kind of uh, you know clutch time, and uh, you're going to throw Okogie on the ball handler a lot, and, and he's going to he's going to make it really difficult
0: on uh, opposing offenses. And you talk about the psyche of the opposing team. You have with Booker, with Durant, with Beal, with our thrilling three, they're going to be hurting you offensively. And then you go back and you, you just gave up a shot to Bradley Beal, a a, a back-breaking you know, jumper. And then you go back and you have to then pu- have a Kogi on your ass when you're on offense. And it's just one of those things that that hurts your feelings. He's going to be a feeling hurter out there on both ends of the floor. Because, again, with the gravity, we saw it when he was playing without Beal last year, but with Kevin Durant and with book, how wide open he was. Obviously the O for eight against Dallas is very memorable. And the fact that he's been working on that and through the first two games has looked fantastic. It's just, again, it makes you smile and it's proving that I think Vogue has already made the decision for us on that fifth starter. We were thinking maybe, maybe it will be Yuta at times. Maybe it will be KBD. Maybe it will be a Kogi based on the matchups. If, Frank Vogel goes, yo, it's a Kogi. What that tells me is Frank wants to impose his will, not the other way around that he's willing to go. You know what? I don't care what they're doing. We're going to, we, we're the ones who knock. Mm-hmm. We're the ones who control the pace versus when like, okay, we're playing a bigger team. Therefore we're going with. So again, time will tell. And we will see how that plays itself out.
1: Josh. Akogi is the one you send to kill the boogeyman. 100%. He
0: is our John wick. He is. Yeah. Don't fuck with his dog, man. I'm telling you. So no real quick, a shout out to Joel Ramirez, $2 in the super chat. We appreciate that you're paying for Matthew's uh, AirPods that he'll be using whenever he goes live with us. He's is down at the game. Oh, he texts me. What did he say? Oh, that's inappropriate. Um, but he says uh, at Sundress needs to jump on the pod. Good show. Thank you, Joel. We appreciate that. Uh, sir. Hamo says, wait till Saturday, brother, as does Sundress. Thanks, Joel. These guys got unlocked though. Uh, Yeah. I'll be popping on their podcast here in a couple weekends. So Joel, if you need to get your fix and you want like all of us together, pop in there, you know, that's what we'll do. But again, appreciate the support uh, and appreciate a lot of the, the, uh, the support and, and the, the thumbs ups and the views and all that stuff. Every, everyone who's watching along live, truly, truly appreciate it. Truly appreciate it. Uh, you know, this is, this is what we do. It's Suns the, the, the Suns jam sessions back for those post game podcasts. Uh, it's going to be a fun season. Obviously, you know, this is the season where I've, Officially have the credentials with SB Nation, so I'm going to be at some games. I'm going to send Matthew to some games just because. Uh, I uh, it's a it's a long drive for me. It's not as long as for you, but still, it's a long drive for me. And Matthew lives closer. I'm like, you go to the stadium, go get to know Nikolai Jokic. He's sending me videos like him three feet from Jokic before the game. I'm like, fucking trip him, dude. Fucking take him out. Uh, I I did I did miss a chance to say this. Nurkic, thoughts. Good nickname. Nurkic. That's pretty good. I saw that on Twitter. Who was that? That was uh, Suns Forever at Phoenix Suns Champs twenty three. Put Dom and Nurkic, and I was just like, that's pretty funny, man. He, he's changing the narrative. He, <laughs> the narrative's been changed, dude. He's, he's now the narrative. white. He's, yeah, he's exactly. now white, and he's there's a huge narrative change. <laughs> it's a six, whole new book. Sixty a different narrative. Heavier. <laughs> it's like, whoa, he dude, he really took this seriously, man. So, uh, a couple other things from from this game. I really liked what I saw from Drew Eubanks again. Mishandling the ball here and there. But one thing that I've noticed, and I think K-Ray called it out on the the broadcast, he's the master of the back tap. And it's nice to have a back tapping guy. If he's not going to get you the rebound, he's going to keep the opportunity alive for the rebound. And that's Mm going to be valuable, especially surrounded by the shooters that this team has. Him having the ability to tap it out, if it goes right into like Yuta's hand, I mean, that's three all day, baby. Right.
1: It reminds me a little bit of uh the Lopez brothers. Uh we had of course a lot of experience with Rolo, Robin Lopez here in Phoenix. Robin um, Robin Brooke, of course. Um, not elite defense or not elite rebounders. Um they're little, you know, stiff, uh, you know, big men, but they're pretty good at tapping it back out to where it needs to go. Uh and so that's certainly a role that you banks can play, uh, for the Suns. And yeah, he he's gonna bring that energy, I think, as well. He was a little I think uh, trigger happy at first. I mean, it did he wasn't taking a lot of shots, but he kind of really wanted the ball in his hands. It looked like a little bit more than he's ever probably going to see it in real games.
0: But yes, hey, you know, it's kind
1: of important to see what they can do.
0: I just like to see his physicality and knowing that he's going to be backing up Jurkic, Yerkit, Nurkic, Jerkic. God, I got to get this guy's name right, man. My literation <laughs> is killing me tonight. But I really think that he's he's a solid addition. Another guy who's I'm, I'm kind of wait to see if he's a solid addition or not. And I, I talked about this a lot on the last podcast about he's just trying to get his feet wet. Is Bates-Diop. You're down with KBD. Yeah, you know me. You're down with KBD. Get yeah, you know down with KBD? Yeah, you know four for ten from the field in this one. Now he started zero for four, you know, and then uh, went four for six the back end of the game. One of four from beyond the arc. Four, uh, or I'm sorry, five rebounds, couple assists, a block. Um, a negative ten overall, nine total points for KBD. You've seen him through two games now, Jake. Like, what's what's your first impression of KBD?
1: Yeah, hmm. role player. Um, and, and and maybe that's a fine thing. You know, uh, he, we don't need him to be better than a Durant or Beal or Booker, obviously. Um, but I mean. Is he going to be that fifth starter? I don't see it anymore. Uh, Sixth man off the bench, I don't see it. But, you know, an eighth, you know, man, like, uh, you know, he could be getting 10, 15 minutes, and it's going to be solid, I think. And and I don't think he'll disappoint us a lot in key minutes. But I think the hope that um, he was kind of going to bring a bigger, stronger uh, kind of, uh, you know, power forward type role to the team, uh do Maybe it'll happen in in, in certain moments. Uh, it's not something I think we should uh, expect from him uh, as of yet. And and again, two games in,
0: training camp just got going. This can change next week. But that's the early analysis. Yeah, I, I agree with almost everything you said there, Jake. I mean, it's just it's going to take time with him. Uh, he's somebody who I was very excited about, and now I'm just I'm getting less excited. But knowing that his talent does exist on the back end, of the, if he's your eighth or ninth guy, like I'm okay with that. Uh, from a talent standpoint, it's definitely there. I just think that he's thinking too hard. And it's one of the things that you have to think about for a lot of these guys coming in. Like, Utah knows Kevin Durant, and, he, and he's just a straight-up shooter, right? And that's primarily his role. And with players like KBD coming in, uh, Nasir Little, they they're around these superstars every day. And they're trying to prove themselves. And obviously, this is a chance to do so in the preseason and just get some reps in, get some understanding. And every time you look over, you got you know the the, the thrilling three just sitting there looking at you. And you're like, okay, uh, this is a little nerve-wracking. I hope I don't fuck up in front of our big brothers because I saw how Devin Booker used to yell at DeAndre Ayton all the time, and I don't want him yelling at me.
1: No, ex- exactly. So I, I I could totally see that being the case. I mean, you mentioned Nasir Little, so I'll just bring him up quickly. But um, somebody that... <clears throat> I didn't know I didn't know much about him in mm-hmm. Portland cuz I think like most of America I was not watching the Portland Trail Blazers yeah, me um, right <laughs> but uh you know you'd catch a Dame highlight uh, uh, on the top 20 or something that'd be it you would not see this here little and and he's somebody that I think is you know he's not shown much yet but it, uh, again it's a little bit you know in preseason it, it could be a, a deal where next game Coach will say, "Okay, you know, what? we'll give you a 20, 30 minutes. Go mm-hmm. show me what you can do." So, a- a- as we continue to say, Suns fans, uh, you got to take it with a bit of a grain of salt because they just showed up and they're just trying to figure out. Okay, so what do you want me to do? What what's my goal here? And uh, and the- and they'll figure it out. KBD I think is a smart player. It comes from the you know the Popovich system, so mm-hmm. got to give them a little bit uh, a chance to kind of figure things out. But you're right, I I, I could see there's going to be some nervousness playing with three greats and it's like, okay, I can't be the one that messes up because they're yeah. going to be
0: looking at me. Yeah, hundred percent. And again, time will tell uh, the talent as, as I, we've both stated, it's there. So just give him a chance. Suns fans. I'm really rooting for KBD. He's one of the guys who I just think he checks a lot of basketball intangibles, uh, all those boxes. And in talking with people out of San Antonio's camp, they said that you're not great, not elite at one thing, but does all the little things, right? A lot of, you know, in, in the right space, places in the right spots and that's what i haven't seen from him yet so i think that's why i'm a little critical on him because i expect him to you know be like you don't want to who's who's been in the right spots right whereas kb just he just hasn't but we, we just got to give him time i do want to talk a little bit about grayson Allen. oh, oh,
1: oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh grayson
0: grayson allen our fuck shit up guy. One thing I will say about Grayson Allen, I don't think that point Allen should be a thing this year. Uh, he did have a lot of playmaking duties in this game, considering that he was the starting shooting guard behind Sabin Lee. You know, Sabin Lee was the starting point guard. Shooting guard was Grayson Allen. He had seven assists in this game. But he had five turnovers and he kept doing like the same move over and over again. That led to turnovers. Are you looking forward to some point Allen and what are your overall take on Grayson Allen thus far through two games?
1: Yeah, no, I, I I'm not huge on the idea of Grayson Allen. Is it, or excuse me, huge on Grayson. Allen? Point, point Grayson Allen. Allen. Yeah. Like, point Allen. You leave um, gallon alone, right? <laughs> Gallon's fine. Um, but uh, no, I, I think, he was kind of distru- uh, displaying some leadership quality I think on the floor uh you know I saw him kind of directing traffic fairly well and and maybe that just comes with from being a little bit more of a veteran player out there um so I could see it in 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 moments of, of games but i mean obviously he's not going to be a starter and you know with five minutes left uh, on the clock in a game they're not gonna have him, playing point either. I mean, it's going to be Booker Beal. Somebody else uh, is going to have the ball at that point, but I mean, you know, in moments and and if we have a guy out uh, due to, you know, like need some rest or maybe an injury um, it, it could, it could work for a little bit, but you're right. It's, it's, it's not his, it's not his um, go-to move uh, in terms of kind of overall analysis so far from Grayson, again, not much time in the Valley, but um, he just has that face, man. He just has that face that screams, my dad's a lawyer, and <laughs> and you you, you kind of don't you kind of want to punch him, but you know you're going to get in trouble if you do it. So he I, he's really going to egg some people on, and <laughs> it's nice that we can have somebody that's going to get under somebody's skin because he's going to be like, "What? Touch
0: <laughs> me and I'll sue." My dad's a lawyer. Well, and you, you know remember, he's saying that under his breath. You remember that growing up, there was always that one kid who, anytime you did anything to him, he'd tell you he was going to sue you yes remember that was the thing like i don't know if that happens with the young kids these days but like that was and they used to scare the shit out of you right like i remember i had a friend in like seventh grade and i caught him telling a lie and i'm like dude i'm gonna i'm gonna tell the teacher man you lied on that project he's like you do it man and i'll sue my dad's a lawyer and i'll sue you and i'm sitting there like i don't want to be sued i don't have the money and like it was a legitimate threat growing up you know and Grace down was that kid Mm mm-hmm He's dead. No,
1: it's a. There, there was a um, absolutely horrible movie that I, of course, love because I, I'm one of those people uh, called "Suburban Commando," starring the one and only. Hulk it sounds Hogan. familiar.
0: I remember suburban. Yep. I saw it in the theater.
1: Right? No. Yeah, it, it, Hulk Hogan it, was in was, the movie. No. Yes, Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lloyd, for uh, all of you Back to the Future fans. Um, and so uh, it, it, it's some interesting people in there. Uh, but uh, there's there's a classic scene where there's like the the neighborhood bullies are like working on their cars out front. And, and uh, Hulk Hogan's going to go stick up for Christopher Lloyd. And, uh, and he goes over there and he's like, let me guess. You guys are going to try and beat me up and like tear me apart and, you know, r- run me ragged. And they're like, what? This is the 90s. We're gonna sue we're gonna you. you. Lost yeah. war man hours. Oh, that's getting them, you know, like a mental <laughs> anguish. Oh, that's giving it to him. And yeah, that is a hundred percent Grayson Allen. Like he he is going to take a charge, he's going to hit you hard, and you're gonna to want to retaliate. And he's just gonna sit there and be like,
0: <laughs> My guys just
1: hit a three while you were getting mad at me. Yeah, and that's you.
0: the that's the mental edge mm-hmm. that you need, you know, and, and that's something that he's gonna bring. And he brings, you know, sneaky athleticism. I think we saw that again tonight. And he brings yeah. with him physicality, uh, the ability to go through guys, around guys. And I like watching tonight, knowing, knowing, like I said, like no Booker, no Beal, no Durant, an opportunity to watch just just to see more of these guys. And as I mentioned at the front end of the podcast, just where where they they end up on the court and how they play. Uh, Grayson Allen has been somebody who I've I've been delighted to see thus far. He attacks. Uh, I didn't, obviously, as I mentioned before, I didn't like his playmaking, you know. But what he was doing is he was attacking and then he was getting caught and he was trying to pass out. And then that's when a lot of the turnovers happened. But he was attacking. And the Mm -hmm. Suns overall were attacking. And that's something that Frank Vogel said that he wants to do more is is attack and get to the line. The Suns were 21 of 28 from the line. I can't remember. I I can't remember how many times we had nearly 30 free throws last season. But I'll tell you what. It wasn't very much. So it's definitely something that as Suns fans, we can look forward to this year. The Phoenix Suns as a team last season were one of the worst teams in the league when it came uh, to shooting free throws. And we talked about it throughout the season. When you get to the playoffs, you have to have the ability to get to the line because those are free points. That's, you know, in, in such high intensity games, you need to have the ability to just kind of stop, reset, shoot a free throw, shoot a secondary free throw. But when you were, like for the Phoenix Suns last year, they were 27th in the league in free throw attempts at 21.7. They had 28 tonight. Oh, shit, Matthew's here. Matthew, how you doing? Can you hear me? Do you know that you're on live right now? Matthew, hi. He's gone. <laughs> He's figuring out. So Matthew is going to be coming to us live from the, uh, the footprint center. He's trying to figure out the technology there, and I just want to hear a little bit about his night. But thoughts on the Suns penetrating and getting to the line tonight?
1: Well, I, we talked about some of the new players trying to figure out a brand new system with brand new head coach with a ton of new faces, and and we're kind of hey, you know, Nasir KBD they look a little bit lost trying to find their places out there. Yuta, his job is to just stick around the perimeter and hit threes. Um, Grayson, what some of the basics of basketball? One of the first plays anyone ever learns: pass and cut. Uh, drive and pass, drive and shoot. Grace Nallan was doing that, and he was, you know, wasn't doing it super well. But I think it's
0: great for those guys to get through the growing pains. So, like Bowl Bull, Bull, Matthew came and then was gone instantly, but now he's <laughs> back. Matthew, back. Matthew, hey, Matthew uh, yes. how's it going? It looks like you're coming to us yes. live from the Footprint Center. What's going am, on, man? How life? was the
2: game? That was fantastic. Um, you guys just got done talking about Bowl Bol? because that was no, amazing. we have we.
0: Oh, we okay. haven't gone to Bowl but, you know, if you want. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's. Bowl motherfucker. Bull, bull, motherfucker. Tell me about him, Matthew.
2: <clears throat> oh, the pop. When he came in, I was like, wait, what's going on? I was like, on oh, my phone. Bow enters. And it's like the pop from Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock entering the arena. It was crazy. He was in for a minute. I guess he, like, tweaked his ankle came back in and almost led us to a victory. It was freaking insanity out here.
0: <laughs> yeah. So was everyone in the stadium just getting excited with every block, with every shot? I mean, yeah. I'm, st- I- I'm yes. somebody who I'm very, I'm very critical of bull ball right now. I still think there's a lot of things that he's not doing well. He's dropping his hands yeah. aren't up, but he is affecting the game. The shot deterrence. He hit a three. He had, he uh, had that one kind of alley oopish kind of lay in. So tell me what, what you saw while you were there at the arena.
2: Well, he changed the energy. I think um, when the fans come to the game and the big three aren't here, it's still a sellout crowd, which is crazy. They come from Bowl Bowl. They stick around for Bowl Bowl. Um, <laughs> but I think the energy he brought, just like him and Saban Lee, uh, Saban Lee had a better game kind of, but him and Saban Lee for sure, like kind of brought that charge in the second half. Bowl Bowl should have had more touches. They should just let him have it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, dude. It was it was crazy for a preseason game, the energy that was in this arena. Like it's it's just different.
0: What did they talk about in the post-game interviews? Any highlights that uh, the players or the coaches were talking about? I need a tripod. <laughs> My hand's like,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it, a lot of talk was defense. A lot of talk was about um, just the defense getting better, the situations, of course, out on the court with all those guys. It's just random right now. So being preseason, they're trying to get used to the, the guys are running out there without the big three um, – they just focus on that. Okogie was there after the game, and then Saban Lee was as well. They talked about their defense. Offensively, Okogi looked nice. He hit his shots. But defensively, you can just tell that they got to get better in certain situations. But it's hard to tell, right? Because of the preseason, these really like random matchups. I just, I don't know. I don't know what you really take from it.
0: What do you think of Saban Lee tonight, Jake?
1: Saban? you know. I think I, I think there's some Suns fans that think he, that he's going to be the next great point guard in Phoenix Suns history. And then there's some Suns fans <laughs> that are like myself, they're like, um, he's still on a two way contract. And uh and and hey, yep. um the, if you look at if you just look at the box score, um hey, he was stuffing the stat sheet tonight, not not in a terrible way. Um uh, you know, I I I was able to catch a little bit more of the fourth quarter. Where he did not look quite as confident
0: uh, in mm-hmm. his own play. Yeah, he definitely. Uh, we were talking about making winning plays. He's somebody who's learning how to make winning plays, and I just don't think he's there yet. And I think that you know the way that he tries to take over, and that's what he did at that back end of the game. The game gets close, we're within three points. Saban Lee tries to do a little too much in these games, and that ultimately is not those aren't winning plays. So that's something that's- you never want to hear. Saban it's- Lee tries to take over yes that's that's a fact so matthew media credential walking yeah. around do they let you just go everywhere
2: yeah except for the locker room i don't have access to that um so no dong shots for the jancers out there but uh, uh <laughs> yeah so i i just no i'm just kidding um, yeah no, we got to go everywhere but the locker room um dave went in there but um yeah dave went, dave went, went into the locker anymore. room
0: yeah yeah he was in the locker room wow so like right now nobody's trying to kick you out of the stadium
2: no, you can just hang out. Um, I asked Dave too. He said you can stay till whenever, usually like midnight if you want. You can just hang out. But I'm gonna get out of here like right now. So
0: <laughs> This is fantastic. Well, uh I look forward to talking to you offline about your experience. Obviously, this is your first yeah. game covering the Phoenix Suns with a media credential. T- tell me just kind of how the experience was. The Suns jam session podcast. we we have credentials. <laughs> That's fucking awesome too.
2: Oh, it, was, it was cool. I think the best part, too, about tonight was even meeting uh, John Bloom and being a fan of our podcast and just knowing who I was before I said anything. So that was pretty cool. Um, I think that um, everyone's very friendly. It's a good interaction backstage and um, free food. So that's the best oh, part. And okay. you get to hang out courtside. You get to do whatever you want. So it's a lot of fun. I'm excited for you to come Monday.
0: Yeah, I think we're both going Monday. Uh, well, I'm definitely going. I'm hoping that they'll let you come, too. <laughs>
2: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. we'll
0: see. So, so. All right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Matthew. Uh, thanks, Jake. Take care now. <laughs> Bye-bye. See then. you, Matthew. See
2: ya.
1: You guys are going to have to be careful letting uh, the word out that you guys get free food because I don't know if you've been to a game as a regular fan for a moment, but it's like, oh, $20 for a plate of nachos. So you're going to have some Jamsters coming up to you being like, hey, man, love the show. Could you get me a burger when you go back <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't have the $30
1: necessary for it right now.
0: They're like, yo, I need some nachos, dude. So it's like, big fan. Uh, I will subscribe. I will rate. I will review. But I, I will hit
1: you up with a super chat later. Yes. Not for the full 30. Because, I mean, my God, it's one burger. But, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. You know, it's it's a new season. And what we what, <laughs> picked a hell of a season to fucking do this. So. Uh, I did spend a little time in the subreddit of the Denver Nuggets, and I'm, I'm here to report back. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. So one thing that is abundantly clear is both you and Matthew have way better costumes than I do. I've watched you before. Well, like, here we go. Let's see. Put, put on the Thor helmet or whatever the hell you have sitting right there. Knew it. It's fucking the shredder over here, you know. Those turtles, <laughs> these goddamn turtles. So uh, I'm just gonna do these sunglasses the whole time. I don't know, but hanging out on the on the the Nuggets subreddit. Obviously, I hung out on the uh, the subreddit for the Detroit Pistons for our first game. A very much maligned subreddit, right? The the, the the Pistons, worst team in the league. I'm surprised there was four people in there. Whereas this one, the defending NBA champions, are fucking assholes. So. <laughs> We have somebody says, uh, Phoenix reminds me of work. A lot of meth and very hot. Terrible conditions. I say we I say we take both off the map. That's what they say of the city of Phoenix. That's like one of the opening statements in their subreddit for this game thread. That Phoenix reminds them of work. And there's meth and it's very hot. Where are they working where there's a lot of meth? I want to get to know this person. Aurora. <laughs> Aurora, Colorado. (laughs) Aurora, Colorado. (laughs) Uh, Bad things happen there. Uh, Grayson Allen is a very good basketball player. Good at what? I'm not sure. (laughs) His dad's a lawyer. Yeah, one hell of what I told. (laughs) I've got this person's name. Uh, Their Reddit user is confused juror. We're going to sue. He's going to get sued. He's definitely getting sued. (laughs) My dad knows you. (laughs) Dad knows you, and he's going to sue you. You confused juror, you. Uh, the only downside for the Suns is they don't have a good point guard, a good center, or depth.
1: I, well, you can't talk about depth in Denver. Come on,
0: <laughs> it's non-existent. Not this year. So yeah. we'll see. Interesting, but I have a feeling mm-hmm. that that's going to be something that we we see a lot this year, is just especially at the front end. Just and we already seen it. People questioning <laughs> the fact that we don't have a great center of a traditional, like I was talking to a coworker today and he was telling me, you know, he's not a Suns fan. He's here from another state. And we, he, we started talking basketball and he just, the first thing he did, well, you guys don't have a traditional point guard. I'm like, okay, <clears> well, <throat> who, who won the championship last year, Denver? Who's their traditional point guard? They have Jamal Murray, who can, is classified as a point guard, but he's not traditional. Mm-hmm. The year before that, Steph Curry, not traditional the year before that drew holiday, not traditional the year before that. Contavious Caldwell Pope, not traditional The year before. I mean, it just, you don't need that CP3 traditional point guard to be successful in this yeah. league. So it's kind of funny just hearing how everybody's like, well, that's got to, uh, that's, you have amazing scores. who can all average 25 points a game, but man, no traditional point guard. I don't see it working. We'll see, but. So we well, and and we got
1: to drop it with this traditional point guard. The only reason Bradley Beal was not a quote unquote traditional point guard, at least from our viewpoint was because he played a lot of his career with John Wall. And yes. they it, it was kind of like Yeah, it it was kind of like a – if you look at Portland, uh, Dame Lillard played with C.J. McCollum. Now, C.J. has since gone to the Pelicans where he's, what, playing point guard, Mm -hmm. but he was the two guard in Portland. And so, uh, I mean, to me, it's Bradley's going to be – the point guard it just he's not going to get you 10 assists a game he won't have to uh but you know and he's a a good scorer, so it's it's going to be less expected similar to a jamal murray type player like he doesn't have to lead the team in assists his job is to get buckets uh he can still create but he's not the number one creator on the team so you know we don't have a traditional one no but we have Three, three and a half ish guys that can play that role.
0: Playmakers. Exactly, Yusuf Nurkic tonight. Mm. The way I I tweeted out, like, I wish Da was still here to receive some of the entry passes from Yusuf Nurkic because his entry passes from the perimeter to cutting players are beautiful. It's something that Da never had when he was here. Was clean, beautiful entry passes consistently, even with CP3. So he's another person who understands offense, sees how people like, kind of like Jokic. Jokic sees a play developing, he knows how it's going to develop, and he's going to get somebody a ball in a place where they can continue. Uh, the play and ultimately score. So you have, to your point, Jake, like three and a half quality playmakers on the start on the starting five, and then you have multiple playmakers in Eric Gordon uh, in, in Eric Gordon coming off the bench. So again, settle down, Denver. But I got more, okay, okay. and it gets better. Go ahead, go ahead, please. Oh
1: no, I was just to ask, What do you think it is about um, Denver and Phoenix? All of a sudden, not being friendly. Not not that you have to be friends with any other teams. It, yeah, it's, it's Suns really and Four guy. Four. It's yes, got to be. I so. It's got to be. I mean, for a team that has never won one, like a trashing another team that has, uh, and they finally won one, and mm-hmm. trashing another team that has also never won one, I was wondering: is it because all of a sudden we acquired a bunch of talent over the last year, um, and so we're gearing up to challenge them? Like to me, it, like go after the L.A. Lakers, go after the Boston Celtics, and be like, ah, I hate those guys that always try and win all the time. That they're they're overrated. Yeah, you know, I think the Lakers are terribly overrated. I but, you do. Know, too being like oh they're they're gonna compete for a title i don't think
0: yep. they should austin, they were the
1: seventh seed. yeah
0: austin reeves is your third best guy like stop exactly yeah. so and i, I mean, went on a lakers yeah. podcast and i told them that <laughs> like, yeah. they so, haven't invited I'll, me back to this
1: denver we're going to beat you but that doesn't mean we can't be like frenemies cordial yes you know act like you've been there
0: before because we're <laughs> about to be there oh, i'd love to be there and so I can be mean to them. But again, I, I completely agree with you, and that's the funny thing with Denver, but I think Suns and Four guy, they, he fucked it up. You got to think, two out of the last three years, we have played against the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs. And the first time we did it, we swept them, and as part of that process, one of our fans beat the shit out of one of their fans. He said Suns and Four in their place, and it was just one of those things where he he is the poster child for a Phoenix Suns fan in that in that market. And that's unfortunate because we got so many worse guys, man. Like check out Leezus. I'm just telling you, you know, Leezus Media uh, hasn't, posted, <laughs> hasn't posted a uh, an article in fucking four months. Uh,
1: that's the greatest podcast ever.
0: I know. It's so good. It's so every day is Sunday or whatever. Uh, a couple other things from the, the subreddit. Just came here to say this. Booker is such a raging douchebag. I get angry just seeing his face. Like, I just got to hop on the internet and tell somebody that. <laughs> Note to self, Sun's bench shoots well from three, but that's about it. Okay, fuck off. Sabin Lee looks like a monster you'd meet at a in a hedge maze. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, is it fair to say that the only decent thing to come out of Phoenix is those uniforms? All right. I'm looking forward to a lot of subreddit, stakeouts, observations on our new uniforms this year. And the last one, it's classic. It says, quite simply, go fuck yourself, Phoenix Suns fans. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Why would you go into a Denver Nugget uh, subreddit and say, go fuck yourself, Phoenix Suns fans? Unless they saw me in there downvoting everything negative about the Suns. Such a, they knew this this
1: was gonna air shortly after absolutely i kind of
0: i kind of miss the pinson brothers you know they were they were here obviously during the playoff run against the nuggets yes and the pinson brothers they used to hop in the yes. chat and like they were assholes but great like kind of nice right and i was hoping tonight we, they would they would pop in to say something we did nice
1: have things. dave king on on Suns planet uh last saturday and uh, i forget his name but uh, a troll of dave king's uh, actually showed up and like uh, gave uh, Dave King like flashbacks to sun solar Panel. He's like, "You found me! You found me! And you're here to hate on me again!" Oh, well, I hate you still. I'm just like, Dave.
0: <laughs> Dave used to get so don't heated let him at get the chat. You. He used to get yeah. so heated at the chat. The easy thing to do is like if the chat starts getting you going, and the only person who gets me going really in the chat is so says Jay because like I know him and I know he's purposely his, trying he is to affect lawyer. me. He is a lawyer, and he so will. Says Jay sue me. is,
1: is Grayson Allen's dad. <laughs> that, that's that's the new thing this year. Oh my god!
0: So Dave Jason's Kings is daddy. the son's daddy. Mm-hmm. I'm apparently Grace the stepdaddy daddy or something. But right. Grayson, but, but Justin is is uh, Grayson Allen's daddy. I love Explains it so much. It makes so much sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Jam
0: Star time. Jam Star of the game. It's hard to dish this one out during the preseason, but is there anybody who you saw tonight who you would bestow the honor of the jam star of the game?
1: Oh, 100%. Uh, and his name rhymes with, oh, could you blow me? Uh, Josh Okogie, <laughs> oh, could you blow me? Is, again, he he brought it as if it was a like critical, I'm not going to say playoff game, but regular season game. Uh, he was working his tail off. So yeah, I'm going to go with Josh Okogie on this one because you, you know what's amazing, John, is that I thought about this too. When the big three are going to really get going, and I'll throw Nurkic in there too because he's going to have some, some impressive games, mm-hmm. um, is there's going to be so many teams, Nuggets or whoever, that are going to sit there and they're going to say, okay, we're in this game. We've got a chance to win. We're playing well against Beale, Durant, Booker, Yusuf. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a Josh Koggi, a Yuta, uh a uh you know, a KDB is going to drain a 3 and they're going to go, "Who the hell is this guy?" They're going to have no idea who this oh, guy yeah. is who's dropping daggers into them just when they thought they played a perfect but round their of depth. defense. Exactly. They, have, they have no depth. There's no traditional point guard. <laughs> Who are, <laughs> are these guys that are nailing threes?
0: Scoring on us. Uh, the that guy, I mean, I I agree with you. Josh Akogi is the jam star, but I will give a shout out, an honorary Suns jam session, jam star to Chimetsi Metu. Uh, and shout out to Jay Joyce from He's on Fire to give me a great idea for his drop. So I'm putting that together. But Chimetsi Metu, 22 minutes played, 3 7 from the field, 2 of 4 from beyond the arc, had eight points, five rebounds, and those. Those three-point shots look good. And I think that he's somebody who he's, so far, looked pretty darn good in the preseason. Chemetsi Metu, kind of a bubble player. Uh, but, you know, the backup to the backup when it comes to the five. I think his versatility and his ability to shoot is going to garner him some quality minutes this year. So I just wanted to give a a shout-out to Chemetsi Metu. Uh, Bull Bull, Sir Hamo. I'm still not there yet with Bull Bull. Sprinkles. Let's, uh, yeah, no, Sprinkles. Like... <laughs> I have his... When we I-
1: hit that three... Bull, Bull, the thing with Bull Bull is he is the Pat Pat Burke of this team yes when pat burke used to get in that's when seven seconds or less was running wild on somebody and up 20 points and even steve lash like all the starters would jump up and cheer when pat burke would so much as get a rebound and they'd be like who is that guy he's on our team pat burke all right ladies and gentlemen it's like you put bull bowl in the game if the crowd starts to go to sleep if you want people to come back yes like matthew said right you put bowl bowl in the game, and then as soon as everyone gets back in the stands, you sit them back down and start playing actual basketball.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, and I want to see more from him. You know, like I said briefly when Matthew was on with us, defensively he drops a lot, and he's relying on his length to be his uh, his primary defense defensive tactic. But players are shooting threes on him because of it. He does deter some shots on the interior, but when he plays down, like. If you're Bobo, just always have your fucking hands up, dude. That's terrifying to anybody. And he plays with his hands down. So little things like that. Again, I'm I'm, I'm trying to come around on Bobo. You know, I'm kind of the anti-Bobo guy. I call him Sprinkles. I have a new drop for him I'm working on, too, that's really funny when it comes to Sprinkles. And the fact that he has like that kind of meme plays in perfect to my drop. So that'll be coming out when I have some time to make it. Uh, next game, Suns, Trailblazers, Thursday, 7 p.m., DA, did did you like everybody else see the one good play that DA had in the Portland game today where it's like he blocked a shot and he just stood there and the play was so de- so slow developing that he had an opportunity to come back in transition and to dunk one. Everyone's like, yeah, DA's hustling. I'm like, no, watch the front end of that. DA did what DA always does, block, stand. All right. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, it just so happens that nobody was covering me. So but we got DA, we got DA, we're going to Portland and we're, he's coming down here next Monday. Thoughts on the game against Portland? Uh, it'll be
1: it'll be fun to see our old friend Da. Uh, you know the, the 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 prince that was promised. He was not uh, in the end. Um, so it um, you know I wish nothing but the best for Da because I think he's a super likable guy. Frustrating, of course, frustrating for us that it just couldn't quite put it all together for us. Even if he puts it together in Portland. I'm not afraid of Portland. So I say go forth, young man, and uh, and impress upon uh, the NBA world that you are a quality player. Um, but uh, just make sure you always lose to Phoenix.
0: <laughs> I think they will abide in that capacity, even in the preseason. So uh, that's it for this edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. We appreciate everyone who joined us live in the chat or is watching later, listening later. Once again, Jake, tell everyone where they can find you in case they're looking for you and they want to know where to hang out with you uh well you can find me at fallen
1: founder on x um, and if uh, uh twitter for the old uh, the old heads and uh, also you can find me usually on saturdays but this upcoming saturday you can take a look at uh, sun's uh sun's planet pod uh where you can find my co-host who will also be joined by greg esposito Ooh. of px uh for a little uh, preview of the upcoming season so uh get yourself a cup of coffee and uh, come and help us build a, a whole sun's planet uh, worldwide, and uh, let's let, let's let's grow the uh, the whole fandom everywhere we can.
0: Everybody, help them get access to that boom boom room where Jake is a bartender. I know you're the bouncer, but you were oh, the yeah. bartender in and Amsterdam, so always remember that.
1: Hundred percent. You know, I, I will say this: the best thing about being the uh, the bouncer, I did let in Luka Doncic's mom during the last episode. So, well, as well you should,
0: hmm. as well you should. So, on that note, Jamsters, a reminder: follow me at Darth Voidy. You can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com Go. I, I was trying to look for. I was trying to think of a good uh, segue out using a Limp Biscuit lyric, and I just couldn't come up with one. Um, so keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Blunts and go home and love your family.